We are live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Crypto Gaming Institute podcast. My name is Ben, your host, and today we have the honor of speaking with the network CEO, Mr. Dan Kennedy. What's up, man? How you doing today? Hey, thank you for that intro. Uh, glad to be on the show and uh, honored to uh, to be uh, discussing crypto gaming with you. Yeah, absolutely. So clearly, you guys are uh, are taking on a you know pretty taking a pretty big swing at the industry, um, in a, in a good way. You know, really exciting way. So excited to to jump into that. Um, would love to really dive into your history first and and understand um, what your story is. Yeah. So my uh, my experience with crypto started with Bitcoin uh, when it was around one hundred and forty bucks, and um, yeah, I've known that crypto is the future since then. And uh, my background is more in the real estate and uh, finance field, uh, with also some uh, experience in the entertainment industries. So um, bringing a lot of that into what we're building at Network as far as, you know, being a full-fledged metaverse, um, you know, that involves virtual land, uh, involves, you know, concerts and entertainment. And we really set out to create a full-scoped metaverse that you know is utilitarian it, it offers people things that they actually want to do uh inside of the metaverse and um yeah we've structured it in such a way where you know if people want to f- want to do things relating to business or education or gaming uh, they have all these options so uh you know we've really sought out and believe we've uh created a a full-fledged metaverse um you know, that appeals to the, you know, to the largest uh, section of users. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um, I, I definitely want to dig into the metaverse side, but curious a little more about um, how you kind of came to the space. How did you really learn about crypto in the first place? And then once you kind of understood what it was and started to dig into it, how did you then move over into the, the metaverse crypto gaming side? Yeah, so uh, again, got involved early on in Bitcoin. Um, and, you know, obviously the space has evolved a lot, right? Um, so I guess that transition basically went from um, being a speculative, uh, speculative space, right? A lot of people looking at the crypto space as speculative investments to actual uh, utility-driven uh cryptocurrency projects and you know blockchain gaming is 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 sort of a it's a relatively new concept something that's not existed uh for a long time um so i find that to be one of the most exciting spaces um and you know when you're talking about metaverses right it's something that's so new that it really uh is something that we're defining um so that's that's one of the things that makes it the most um you know, the most exciting things to me is that it, it's something new that has not been done before. And we're, we're establishing uh, the space as we develop it. So maybe for the folks that aren't totally up to speed on what you guys are doing, uh, maybe you could kind of give us just at a high level, like exactly what network is and, and what solutions you're really bringing to the space. 100%. Yeah. So network, we're a full scope metaverse. 
Um, we're built an Unreal Engine, and we're focused on you know not only business but education, um, gaming, and socializing. So, you know, everybody's familiar with uh, Decentraland and Sandbox, uh, which are pretty you know they're pretty specific in what they do. Uh, mainly very light gaming and very uh, light socializing. But, um, you know, we set out to create something that appeals to a broader group of people and has the features and utility that, you know, people want. So we've heavily studied the users of Sandbox and Decentraland, listened to their feedback about what they actually want in a metaverse um, and created a metaverse that, you know, is architected in such a way that it, you know, allows um, all these great features. And, you know, one of those important points for us was to be multi-chain. So we've seen all these different metaverse projects that are running on one blockchain, right? And, it's, uh, you know, it, it's like, how can you call yourself a metaverse if you're only running on one blockchain, right? So um, we're supporting eight major blockchains, um, meaning that inside the metaverse, users, projects, companies can utilize any of these eight major blockchains. Um, have We have full integration um, with many of these projects where you could actually use their platforms directly from the metaverse. Um, so we've really sought out to create something that, you know, not only makes sense from a technical level, but it's something that we'd want to use and that we know people would want to use as well. So it's interesting just kind of looking at it from kind of the outside here, but it seems like you have a very big focus on VR and more of like a social VR uh, approach to it. So what was what was your kind of thought process of how you decided to go for the VR play and what was that inspired by really? Right. So while we do support VR, it's not our main focus. Um, we will be releasing an updated white paper uh, and roadmap, which will, you know, um, shed some more more light onto this. But um, basically, uh, you know, with our goal being to address the largest audience possible, uh, we are PC accessible with upcoming mobile support, and we do have VR headset support. Um, but it's not the primary focus, right? Um, so one of the problems with VR is that it's very uh, cumbersome to wear a headset, especially for long periods of, of time. So nobody really wants to be in the metaverse uh, for an extended amount of time using a VR headset. What we believe is the, the way forward is um, for users to be able to access the metaverse using their PCs and their phones. And then there's certain things that VR does really well. And uh, for those things... Uh, people want to use their VR headsets, right? Um, so like navigating the metaverse, uh, you know, certain functions in the metaverse, you probably don't want to use a VR headset, but there's probably certain experiences where you do want to use a VR headset. So, you know, VR is just part of our focus uh, alongside AR, um, you know, in the metaverse itself. It's just, it's a tool within a, a big tool set. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. So this is actually something where uh, the, the next question kind of comes from a spot where I think there are a lot of different answers to it. And I kind of have like the broadest scope of what it is. But what would you actually say is like the definition of metaverse? Like, what does that even actually mean at just 
the highest level? Yeah, good question, right? So you ask 100 different people this, that same question, you'll get 100 different answers, right? And, you know, it's hard to say that any one answer is wrong um, because it's such a new thing. Um, and I think if you go back, you look at the book like Snow Crash, um, Ready Player One, then you have the movie adaptions, right? So that kind of gives us like an idea. Um, but I still think we're so early in this that it's just like NFTs, right? With NFTs, you have graphical NFTs, which is what everybody's focused on now. But in a couple of years, you're just going to have NFTs in every area of our life where it's, you know, you're buying products, they're linked to NFTs, you know, you're buying a car, it's linked to an NFT. So we're so early in this, it's really hard for us to get perspective, right? And we're kind of lost in the, uh, you know, in the forest, uh, not seeing the trees. So um, the metaverse for, for network, at least, is, you know, uh, virtual where people can use different features to better their lives, right? Um, and I think that's important to remember that everything is being built uh, for the betterment of humankind, basically. And it sounds a little bit corny, but um, yeah, I mean, there's no point in building something that people won't use. So, um, you know, especially with, with, with our metaverse, we're very utility driven and anything that you can do to make your life better. You know, that's why we're focused on education, uh, business and not just gaming and socializing, right? Um, you know, and there's, there's certain things like you have the coronavirus, which has really changed the way a lot of people live. Uh, a lot of people have to conduct business or learn uh, via their school. Things will meet. And, I, you know, that's not the ideal way. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't feel that's the best way to learn or to conduct business. So imagine doing the same thing but in a virtual environment where you have access to powerful tools, um, you know, imagine learning about physics in this virtual world, in this metaverse, where you could actually see the demonstrations uh, in a very realistic manner and even take part in it, right? And then you get into gamified learning and rewarding students. And I'm not just talking about like grade school students, you know, you have college level students, uh, you know, postgraduate studies. And um, yeah, the sky is the limit. Um, basically, it's just about making tools that people want to use and can benefit from. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I actually kind of take the approach that or the viewpoint that there are there are not multiple metaverses, but there is one metaverse with multiple different uh, sections of it or, or places in it. Because if you think about it, like, one perspective is the entire internet is the metaverse and each different each different place is just a new virtual space within it and each different device is just a portal into it and so each different group that's building their own space within the greater metaverse they're kind of like trying to carve out land share does that kind of compete with your viewpoint on it or like, how do you kind of see that perspective working with your own? Yeah, so I mean, a lot of people have different definitions of it. Again, um, some people say in order to be classified as a metaverse it has to be persistent, um, you know, always in existence, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, on the flip side, you have a lot of projects calling themselves metaverses where they're not specifically, they're not really metaverses, right? Um, so you see like a lot of projects trying to classify themselves as metaverses without really meeting even, you know, the minimal criteria. So um, yeah, I think it's definitely important to be careful and not classify everything as a metaverse. Um, the internet is definitely like part of that tech foundation for the metaverse, but um, that's the thing. I think we're at a confluence of, of technology where you have internet, you have blockchain, and you have, you know, uh, graphical systems like Unreal Engine. And these all these technologies have reached a point where it's now possible to have a true metaverse. So, you know, in keeping everything in the in the um, in the view of technologies that are used as a foundation for the metaverse, um, I think is the right way to, to think about it. That's interesting. So when it comes to what you guys yeah. are doing at Network, are you trying to be the metaverse? Like where to, to the point where like the, the, what book is building or what Microsoft is building, like, you're out competing them and they like go away and then all their, all their folks come into the network metaverse or like, what's the vision there and the goal for what you're trying to create? Yeah. I mean, Facebook is trying to create a metaverse, but um, you know, from what we've seen, the Facebook's metaverse is more about co-working spaces. Um, and that's how they've received a lot of criticism. People, you know, kind of rolled their eyes when they heard about, of is creating a metaverse and not only that they've changed their names to meta so you know it's like uh obviously they've been criticized for not respecting people's privacy and actually selling uh people's personal information so you know then you start thinking about like the oculus headset um you know i know a lot of people did push back they don't want a company that has had that kind of track record basically you know, having even more access to information via the metaverse. So um, our goal is is to be the independent metaverse, uh, you know, in creating this decentralized independent metaverse. Um, you know, we offer a product of value that people, um, you know, not only can use all these great features we're building, but they know that they're doing so in a, you know, safe environment and a fair environment. So is it more of you kind of want to create like the platform that in the world that everybody lives in? And then like, how, how are you kind of seeing that in relation to like different games yeah. that are already built? Like, are you going to connect to them? How does that all going to play out? So we view ourselves as the YouTube of the metaverse. It's not only about, you know, having our private world, you know, our members only club, right? Um, it's about giving people the tools to create their own content and assets for the metaverse and then being able to monetize it. So um, not only is there like our initial iteration of the metaverse, there's also the ability to create your own private metaverse. Um, so working with a lot of big companies, a lot of real world companies, brands uh, in different fields uh, and creating their metaverse, um, which can then, you know, be accessed from our Genesis Islands metaverse, which we view as the lobby. So you have all these different metaverses that uh, we're enabling. And, you know, 
the whole the whole vision is you know giving people the tools to create uh content for the metaverse because that's one of the biggest issues is a lack of content in the metaverse um so yeah what good is a metaverse that lacks content right um so yeah we're addressing a few different things uh creating content for the metaverse uh, incentivizing people by letting them monetize their content in the metaverse and then also creating solutions for for real world companies real world brands uh influencers celebrities uh to where they can create their own private metaverse uh which is accessible through you know our our uh i guess lobby right so it's kind of like if you think about google they're basically connecting all these different websites in one space where you can access them. So I guess in that sense, we are doing the same thing for the metaverse. We're creating an index, uh, a visual index for all these different metaverses. That's cool. So people will basically hop in through network and then go to all the different worlds that you're supporting that, um, that you've helped to build. That's really interesting. So are, are you seeing the folks that are, are using network them like your power users that are really driving um what y'all are doing be bigger brands that you're working with or more like indie game studios that want to build with y'all or like who's really using the product most right now i mean it's both um so we believe in approaching something from you know multiple sides so we're not just targeting the big brands. We don't just, we're not just working with big brands. We're also, you know, working with entrepreneurs, the small guy, um, small businesses. And by coming at it from both sides, you know, uh, eventually, you know, you're going to reach the middle, right? So uh, we think it's very important, you know, to cater to both, um, both the individual user, small businesses, large businesses, you know, the established brands and also up and coming brands. Um, yeah. And by having the right tools, uh, you know, both types of clients, both types of users, uh, you know, will adopt, um, you know, what we're building and enter the metaverse. Cool. Really interesting. So I kind of want to scope out a little bit. Um, I know we don't have too, too much time on the, on the calendar today. Um, so I want to keep it relatively uh, concise, but just as kind of your view of like where, the metaverse is heading right now from where we stand clearly we're early and everybody that's both you and i and everybody listening right now um you know whether it be right now on the live stream or within 2022 and probably even into 2023 we're still super early right oh yeah so, like how early are we how would you quantify that and at what point will we not be early yeah, I mean, it's a simple case of, yeah, that's a very interesting question, right? So, I mean, we're early. We're not like 2014 um, early, but we're, you know, we're in 2022. We're still early. Uh, I think like the next two, three years will be very pivotal and we'll, we'll start seeing like mass adoption with companies, real world companies. And, you know, basically... Like with Facebook, um, you know, over a couple of years, you saw, you saw to where it gained adoption to where your neighbors were on Facebook, right? Um, so yeah, once you see, you know, once like one out of every ten persons is on the metaverse, I think we'll say, you know, we're, we're getting there. 
but you know until it's like maybe five out of ten people um then we could start saying you know we've reached mass adoption and when do you think that's really going to happen from a from a chronological perspective yeah i mean uh i have no idea but if i had to guess probably 2025 maybe so we have a good three years to really carve out and decide who we're going to be in this new world really yeah I guess so. I mean, uh, I'm not going to pretend to know um, when that happens, but, um, you know, it really goes back to the crypto space. And, you know, we, we both know how much that space has grown in the last couple of years. Um, so you're talking about, you know, rising market caps, rising, you know, segments of the financial market. So it's basically, you know, companies and brands, they ignore it, this space at their peril. So, um, yeah, basically, it's going to be a race uh, for all these companies and people to come into the metaverse. And those that do so early will will, uh, you know, probably be happy they, they came in the space early. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you first realized the opportunity of the metaverse, clearly, you've gone the builder path. Uh, you know, you wanted to, to create um, something of value. How did you decide that you wanted to be a builder versus trying to be an investor or a gamer or a player or building more of a community? Like, how did you decide you wanted to come in and build it's essentially like software um, in, a, in a company and a brand? Um, so what is your question specifically? Yeah, like how did you make the decision of more entering like approaching this from building a platform and software as opposed to more being an investor or being a gamer or building like a community like why the software side of it um uh, being your approach um yeah i'm not sure how to really answer that but you know um basically i think I think it's, you know, again, it's utility driven and we're wanting to create something that people want to utilize. And, um, you know, there is a lot of demand for this product. Um, so we set out to, to create it in the best way possible. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that answers your question. Well, maybe I should ask in a different way. Like, for people who re I feel like a lot of people recognize that this is an up and coming thing. The metaverse is happening. We're still early and people are trying to figure out how to still participate in this thing because they're still trying to understand what it is. They realize that they want to be early on, but they they're just they're still trying to figure out how to even play in it in some way. So like some people are going to go become gamers and they're going to want to try to go more the play to earn out. Some people are going to try to build guilds. Some people are going to try to like me build a podcast and do other cool things. Um, but you kind of took the approach of more the entrepreneurial startup method within this space. So like why, why the entrepreneurial side of it? Um, what was that big draw for you? Um, yeah. I've, so you mean personally or you mean network as a whole? both yeah i mean um i've always been you know personally involved in in creating things um so it's not something that really was uh, a question in my mind right um 
but yeah, always been fascinated by the blockchain space. Uh, recognize that it's you know a big opportunity um, technologically, and uh, the metaverse uh, you know has always been something where. Something, you know, since reading Snow Crash has really been, you know, an amazing concept. So I guess it's been something that's been building in my mind for, for many years. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, and so just kind of to start wrapping up here, um, thinking about like what the metaverse is going to look like. Like what is this thing really going to look like in the next, you know, two, five, 10, 20 years? Uh, I've heard so many different answers and yeah, probably yeah. the, the only common thread is that people are saying it's going to be very weird. It's going to be totally, totally weird and way different than we're thinking. What's your perspective on what it's actually going to look like and, and feel like? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, you're going to ha probably have some aspects or some projects that are, you know, fulfill that niche, but you know, we're talking about like everyday things that we're doing, right? Like learning, learning at school, um, pursuing education, conducting business. So, um, yeah, I think people get a little bit carried away with like the futuristic aspect of it. Because um, remember, you know, we're all we're, we're we're human beings, and this is basically a tool. So if it doesn't really make sense, it's probably not going to be done. Um, so yeah, I think it's important to keep perspective. Um, but yeah, we may have like really way out technology um, coming up that is kind of weird, but um, yeah, who knows? I think maybe we're talking about like Elon Musk's Neuralink or something like way out like that, right? Um, I'm not, I'm not yeah. even sure. I, I really have no idea. I'm, I'm as interested as everybody else. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they'll definitely be cool things. Um, I don't know if they'd be classified as weird, but um, yeah, uh, at least at network, we're just focused on utilitarian uh, things, things that people actually want to do, things that, you know, bring benefit to people. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> cool. And so for the for the folks that you're working with and just the perspective that you have, um Who's going to crush it? Like what big brands are going to crush it? I don't need names, but like, like the ones, like, how are they thinking about it that you're seeing like, Oh, they're just going to kill it when they get this dialed in. Yeah. I mean, I can't name names cause we're under NDA, but, um, generally it's the companies that are led by people or have people working for them that are very open-minded. Um, it's the people that don't really understand, you know, and we saw this with the internet. There are some companies that are like, oh, we don't need the internet. And then there was the companies that are like, yeah, this is a, a good tool for us to use. So yeah, again, people that are open-minded and early adopters will benefit. Um, so yeah, that said, there are certain companies that are ahead of the curve, but, um, yeah, it's, I guess it's like that with every technological innovation. Absolutely. Um, any any parting words for us here? Uh, just going to I want to be very respectful of your time. So just want to wrap up here. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it was great being on here. Thank you for having me and um, look forward to uh, talking about it again. Uh, there's so much to talk to in relation to the metaverse. Um, so many different areas. Right. And 
because we're super early, uh, if we talked, you know, in a conversation about a year from now, it'll probably be much more different than what we're discussing today. So yeah, really looking forward to the evolution and uh, adoption and yeah, can't wait. Absolutely. And you're welcome on anytime, but I uh, appreciate you and thank uh, you, everybody, everybody watching and listening. Thank you very much. And I'll see you all on the next episode.